Are you obsessed with Los Angeles? Head over heels in love with the City of Angels? Well, this is the podcast for you. At LifeHacks LA, we hack the best in arts, eats, and activities in Los Angeles. So join us and become an LA hacker. What's up, LA hackers? Welcome to episode 103 of the LifeHacks LA podcast. Today, our guest is going to help us hack one of my absolute favorite places to hang out in all of Los Angeles, and that's beautiful downtown Manhattan Beach. Our guest is Jill Lampkin, Executive Director for Manhattan Beach Downtown Business and Professional Association. She lives and works in Manhattan Beach, and because of her role, knows what's going on with pretty much every business that's in the downtown. If you've been to downtown Manhattan Beach, right by the pier there, you know that it's not only packed with incredible restaurants, shops, bars, and coffee shops, but it's right next to unbeatable views of the ocean. I can't wait for you to hear all these great tips and hacks that Jill shares, so we're going to jump right into this interview and stay tuned for after, where I'll share my own little hack about hanging out in downtown Manhattan Beach. All right, check out this interview with Jill, and I'll talk to you again on the other side. Hello, Jill. How are you doing today? I'm doing well this morning. Thanks so much. Okay, awesome. So we have Jill Lampkin, Executive Director at Manhattan Beach Downtown Business and Professional Association. That's a mouthful. Um, Before we get into your role there, Jill, I wanted to ask a little bit more about you. Can you tell us a little bit more about yourself? Where are you originally from and how did you make your way to the South Bay in Manhattan Beach? Absolutely. It's kind of a circuitous route. So um, I'm originally from Colorado. Um, But I had, after college, graduated and moved to Richmond, Virginia, and was working for Capital One, the credit card company. And during my career there, the last assignment I had was a two-year assignment in London, actually, which had been fantastic. But at that point, my entire job for the last seven years had been traveling, and I kind of wanted to settle down in a place where I uh, really wanted to be for a while, and I wanted to be close to the water. And it was luckily enough that crazy dot-com period where, you know, people could kind of name their price and location. And um, I did that and ended up living in Laguna Beach, um, working for Gateway uh, Computers. And my college roommate and best friend lived in Manhattan Beach, and I would come up here and visit her. And she introduced me to my husband, and we got married. And I've lived here for 23 years now. (laughs) So it's going pretty well. I think I like it. (laughs) That's pretty cool. Yeah. So you definitely have some strong ties to men. Manhattan Beach. And I mean, what better place to be? I mean, it's a dream spot to be Manhattan Beach. So that's awesome. It really is. And I couldn't love it anymore. We have three children and have raised all of them here. And they all the time are saying, I know, I know I'm so lucky to live here (laughs) because we're constantly like beating that into them. You don't even understand how great this is. Yeah. It's, it's really incredible. I mean, we live in uh, Palos Verdes, so we're just down the street. I'm down oh, in Manhattan Beach all the time. But just that, you know, the Queen's Necklace view and just, I mean, the whole vibe. I mean, it, it's really incredible. And, you know, the way we got connected is I follow your account, Downtown Manhattan Beach. Um, can you tell us a little bit more about that organization um, that that account represents and your role in it? Absolutely. Uh, just like you said, it is a mouthful. The Downtown Manhattan Beach Business and Professional Association. 
it's kind of like a mini chamber of commerce for the businesses in just downtown Manhattan Beach. Any licensed business in downtown, which is a very confined area, it's defined by Valley Drive, and it goes down to Ocean Drive right before the pier. So east to west, it's that direction. And then south to north, it goes from 9th Street uh, to 15th Street, um, where the where City Hall is on 15th Street. So it's a very defined area. So any business that's licensed within that area is automatically a member of our organization. And it was started in the early 80s because our district owned some parking lots in the area and at one point decided to gift them to the city for them to maintain and deal with the parking meters and all of that stuff. And in exchange, we were allowed to form this group and they collect through our business license tax a fee that goes to our organization that only supports the businesses within that geographic area. So it's kind of a, a complicated way that we got started. But since then, now those funds go on to support basically community relations, marketing relations, government relations, anything that needs to happen for our small businesses in that district. So, for example, I mean, we have all these little businesses who, during COVID, is a perfect example. There were constant changing guidelines from the city and the state and um, the county with all of those different protocols. And for each of the individual businesses to dedicate the time to sit in on all these calls and meetings and everything to understand, it would have been nearly impossible for them to do it and maintain, you know, business operations. So, what I do is I serve as the liaison to all of those different organizations and I sit through the meetings and then I come back and do a recap for each of the businesses or the sector in general. So if it's personal care, I tell them what needs to be happening in, in, you know, within their industries. So does that help and explain a little bit about what our organization does? Oh, yes, definitely. And, you know, as someone who talks to a lot of LA business owners, I know that it's such a nightmare just to try to navigate the legal machinations that it takes to open a business. I can't imagine what it was like during COVID with the constantly changing requirements. So that's pretty awesome that you guys are able to help out those businesses. Some of them very small, only have a couple employees. Yes, that's true. And, and it, it's interesting because within our district, I do have a little bit of everything. There are 273 different businesses and I have everything, just like you said, from a single employee shoe repair shop to Skechers falls within, within my district too. And that's, you know, a, a global multi-billion dollar corporation. So, you know, there is a little bit of everything, but it's just been amazing um, to be a part of. And it's sort of a, a crazy way that I became involved. I talked at the beginning about my college roommate and best friend um, and how we had maintained our relationship in Manhattan Beach. About 20 years ago, she and I opened a children's store in downtown Manhattan Beach, and um, we had that for seven years. And while we had that business, I sat on the board of the Downtown Business and Professional Association as a business owner. And then she went on to have four children. I went on to have three, and it was no longer a, a fun endeavor for us. And so we sold the business and I raised my children. But then about 
three plus years ago, the president of the board came to me, reached out and said, okay, you've been, you know, out of the workforce for a while and your kids are older now. And our spot has opened up for the executive director and you'd be perfect because you understand it from a business owner's perspective. You understand it from, you know, a customer's perspective and as a resident. And so would you consider taking the job? And so it's it's been a perfect opportunity for me because I do have such empathy for what it's like to try and run a small business in such a upscale community where you know the demands in terms of rent and salaries and everything is is so high that um, you know making ends meet and having a profitable business um, in this town is is tough for a small company and so I really enjoy you know being able to kind of meld um, those two sides my business side from the corporate you know corporate world and then my small business side it's really come into play very handily in this position yeah awesome just like you were saying I mean you kind of see it from multiple different ways so you're best suited for that. Um, We're going to jump back into Manhattan Beach businesses a little bit later, but I wanted to talk about the town in general as someone who's lived there for a while and you're currently a resident. Everyone that I know of in LA absolutely loves Manhattan Beach. I've never heard anyone say a bad word about Manhattan Beach, but for you personally, what are some of the reasons in general why you love living and working there so much? There are obviously so many, but one of the things that is so wonderful, and when you tell people from other places where you live, they're like, oh, you live in LA. And I'm like, no, actually, I I always call it Mayberry by the Sea. I mean, it's a town of 35,000 people, yet we're 10 minutes from LAX and on a good day, 30 minutes from from downtown, we have access to everything that the the big city offers without feeling at all like we live in, in a big city. And I mean, we know all of our neighbors. I have sat on the board of the Ed Foundation. I've been PTA president. It's just, it's got this lovely, lovely small town feel. Yet the amenities we have are fantastic. Being close to the ocean is, is obviously, you know, a benefit. Our schools are amazing. And it's because we live in this wonderfully affluent and educated um, town where people have the time and the resources to donate um, of their expertise and financially to our schools. It's unparalleled, um, especially, you know, raising a family here. I can't, I'm sure as a single person, it's lovely too, <laughs> but as, as a family, I really can't imagine a better place to, to raise my, my kids. Yeah, those are great points, Jill. And I find that about other areas of Los Angeles. Like, you know, from the outside, people who aren't that familiar with LA, we get bashed a lot, actually. And they throw out all these negative stereotypes of Los Angeles. And I'm like, LA is like a bunch of small towns, you know, like where I live, it's very similar to what you described. Absolutely. Maybe probably we're not number two choice. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not dealing with a lot of the stuff that they're talking about. You know, I'm friends with my neighbors and it's quiet. Yeah, peaceful. And yeah, I can see that in Manhattan Beach. The only difference I see is um, Manhattan Beach, you get so many visitors, though. Yes, we do get we do get a lot of visitors. And it's so interesting because that's one of the I was just talking with one of the business owners the other day that that has been one of the biggest changes through COVID is particularly during the summer, it was nothing to be walking through downtown and hear multiple languages being spoken. And 
now when we walk through and we hear another language, it's, oh my gosh, like someone's visiting. <laughs> it's, it's so yeah. strange, you know, and we're obviously looking forward to the time when, you know, we, we get more international travelers. But I will say the pandemic opened some, some doors that you never knew, like outdoor dining was silver lining. But one of the things that we really saw a huge increase in is visitors from throughout California. And um, that was not something that we used to see a lot of. And But I think because people's travel plans changed and they weren't able to go to Europe or weren't comfortable traveling by plane places, we had people from all over the state that were driving here and visiting. And it was really interesting to talk to them about just sort of what we've been saying, which is, wow, we didn't know Southern California had all of these great little beach towns. I mean, they always thought of LA as this massive metropolis, but, you know, just like you said, once you get here, there are a lot of great small town options and they all somewhat have their own kind of vibe. Hermosa is, is much more hip and young and, and party and, and surf culture and Manhattan Beach tends to be a little bit more, you know, sophisticated with high-end dining and, and, you know, more boutique shopping and things like that. And I think local visitors really appreciated that. And I hope that we'll continue to see more visitors from California because that's a great new market that we hadn't really experienced before. Yeah, that's a great point. We've always kind of advocated on this podcast to do take advantage of living in Los Angeles. One of the best advantages of it is that you're within two hours of so many amazing places like Big Bear and Palm Springs and, you know, the list goes yes. on and on. But um, yeah, I can see that the other way too, that people from those other places coming to Manhattan Beach, which we kind of take for granted because we're right here. But definitely during COVID, I saw that as well. Like people weren't getting on planes as much. So they were taking advantage of living in Southern California. I mean, you're two hours from San Diego. You're two hours from all these amazing places. Yep. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. Yeah. So staycation, daycation, support, <laughs> local, especially LA small towns like this, because even just LA, I mean, Manhattan Beach is completely different from Burbank and Burbank is completely different from Absolutely. downtown. So um, definitely uh, support these little areas and go explore them for the whole day. I mean, you could spend an entire day just in downtown Manhattan Beach. Oh, absolutely. I mean, and I think that's, you know, the, the beauty of it is, you know, you can drive someplace and spend the day and, and still be home, not have to, to book a hotel, but you can go and experience something. I mean, even if you're not a, a huge shopper, I mean, if you just want to come and we've got a couple galleries, that kind of thing you can look at, but then just spend the day on the beach. I mean, it's it's a pretty amazing, amazing place. Yeah, definitely. And let's jump back into the businesses, the downtown businesses of Manhattan Beach. This is actually a more of a personal question for me because I go there a lot and I've always been kind of curious about this and you're the perfect person to answer this question. <laughs> so you described what is considered downtown Manhattan Beach earlier, but mm -hmm. I don't see like a lot of commercial buildings in that area. I mostly just see entertainment focused stuff like restaurants and shops. Is that by design because of the tourism or the location of being right by the beach or am I missing something and there's commercial buildings in Manhattan Beach that I'm not aware of? 
There are. We actually have two major business corridors, um, the Sepulveda corridor, um, and that's actually where the bulk of Skechers offices are. Their corporate headquarters are along Sepulveda and then also down Rosecrans. And we have lots of tall office buildings <laughs> along that corridor as well. And so that's where the, the bigger office commercial buildings are. The rents in downtown are very high. And so it definitely that typically does not lend itself to to cubicle space because it's you're paying for views and experience and you know the ability to walk to the beach and that's just not typically the way a, a large business operates so it's it's definitely more entertainment focused it is boutique shopping um like i said we have several art galleries we have lots of dining options, and then we have professional services as well. So lots of hair salons, nail salons, doctors, dentists, that kind of thing. And, and then we also have a wonderful spa downtown too, which is another great thing that you can do if you want to come and relax and you get to sit outside on the deck under the palm trees. It's a pretty great place. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that makes a lot of sense because um, while it would be nice to have a cubicle overlooking the Manhattan Beach Pier, it's probably mm -hmm. not practical for right, a right. company that uh, is doing office work that doesn't necessarily need um, visitors. So that, that makes a lot of sense. Um, I want to throw in a little hack here while I'm thinking about it. So one of the things I like to do when someone comes to visit me, Jill mentioned it, but Manhattan Beach is pretty close to LAX. Mm -hmm. So when someone's visiting you from um, outside of California, they're no, they normally want to see the beach. So what I'll often do is take them to the Manhattan Beach Pier first before we even go back to drop them off at their hotel. The first stop is pick them up at the airport, take them to the Manhattan Beach Pier and blow them away right away. Oh, I love it. You could be have a paid spot for me. <laughs> I love it. That's great. Hey, I'm telling the truth. That's what I do. That's what that's one of the things I do is I um as soon as they get off the plane, I'll take them right to Manhattan Beach because you know it's what 20, 25 minutes. And yeah. um most people are coming from somewhere cold and they want to see that spectacular ocean view, maybe even put their toes in the sand. And so that's an easy way to get them excited about the trip is take them to the Manhattan Beach uh, Pier it, first. It's true. And, that's, so, that's so funny that you say that because I typically do that too. I come out of the airport and then come up Vista Del Mar so that immediately, like as soon as they get to the coast, they're along the ocean and they can, you know, see that and then head straight downtown. That's my, that's my route too, but I love it that it's not just mine. Yeah. And, you know, of course, they just got off a plane. They're probably hungry. So you want to take them to uh, a great restaurant. And there's plenty of those in downtown Manhattan Beach. So I wanted to ask you about that as a longtime resident. Can you share a few of your classic favorite ones that you love in Manhattan Beach? You've been there a long time. And then also share uh, some new ones that have just come about in the last couple of years. Absolutely. And there, the wonderful thing is that there are so many. Gosh, that's, boy, I could get myself into trouble quickly here if I start recommending. <laughs> so, well, uh, you know what? I'll go outside the district first, so I won't I, I won't offend any of my members first. But Poncho's Mexican Restaurant, which is at the corner of Rosecrans and Highland, is an amazing institution. They have been there for 75 plus years. It was originally uh, built with artifacts from Mexico. Um, so it's very traditional. Inside, it's an atrium. So it's got big like plants and, and 
trees almost inside the atrium. Um, the staff is all in traditional dress and it has a massive, massive menu. And um, it's great food. Their margaritas are, are just amazing. Um, there's one called the Naughty Maggie, which is my very, very favorite. Um, and uh, so I would definitely recommend that. That's a great one. And it's two blocks from the beach. So you can grab something there to go or you can sit there and then head down to the beach. It's great. But then if you, I'm thinking into downtown Manhattan Beach, and there are so many, uh, I would say Rock and Fish has been a, a staple there. It's, that's 25 years old. So that's been here since I've lived here. They have an oak wood grill inside in their kitchen and their artichoke is amazing. Any of the fresh fish over that oak grill is just incredible. And their clam chowder is one of my favorite things on the planet. It's so, so, so good. And plus they have a view to the, the pier from where they are. So it's a great food and a great location. Oh, another classic one. Oh my gosh, I have to share is Love and Salt. So Love and Salt actually has been there for a really long time. Sylvie Gabriel, who is the owner of Love and Salt, grew up under her father, uh, Guy, it's spelled like Guy, G-U-Y, but Guy Gabriel, who is French. And he had, while she was growing up, he had... Um, a, uh, a restaurant there called Cafe Pierre. So there's been a restaurant there for probably 40 plus years. And when he retired, she took it over. So she learned to crawl on the floor of that restaurant. So there is a definite passion um, about food. And she has had some of the most incredible uh, Italian chefs come in. Um, uh, Nancy Silverton trained um, one of the chefs there and their pastas are amazing. Everything's amazing, but their pizzas are, are super, super special. It's, it, it's a wood fired oven and they are incredibly gourmet, but the crust is just to die for. And I, I will share a little secret that I probably shouldn't because Sylvia will say, I don't, I don't want other people doing this, but our family's tradition for uh, Christmas Eve is we've always done homemade pizzas, like make, make pizzas for dinner. Everyone does like it's a build your own pizza bar. And last year I talked Sylvie into letting me have dough from her kitchen. And mm. it was unbelievable. My kids were like, well, we never want <laughs> your dough again. <laughs> They're like, oh, thanks a lot. Um, but that's how, that's how special the pizzas are there. So I don't want that to, um, to go by. And then newer places. Oh my goodness. Fishing with Dynamite is a tiny little spot um, on the corner of Manhattan Avenue and 12th Street. And it's every morsel you put in your mouth is just outstanding. Um, the hamachi, I mean, if, if you like a raw bar, it's in, incredible. It is seafood. So if you're not into seafood, it's not your spot, but it is amazing. And then one of the newest, newest places, Esperanza, and that is on Manhattan Beach Boulevard. And it is the same owner as Palmia and Sharks Cove and Baja Sharkies. Oh, and Tower 12 in Hermosa as well. But it has a, well, first of all, it's beautiful. They won an international architectural design award for restaurants um, and everything. I My office is actually 
right behind um, Esperanza and the amount of time they and detail they put into that construction. I got to see it every day. I mean, artisans coming in and, and carving into the stucco on the wall. Like if it, it's nothing, you know, like when you see it in the stucco, it wasn't a press. That was an actual art uh, artisan coming in and, and carving into the wall. It's just beautiful. The lanterns. It's just gorgeous. But the food is amazing. And it's a huge variety. It's Mexican themed, but it it has a lot of a seafood base. And it's really just a fantastic, like you can get three types of ceviche as an appetizer and um, things that you might not have had before in, you know, traditional Mexican food. So, um, and their cocktails are amazing. They have real mixologists at the bar which is always a fun time. <laughs> oh, thanks so much. Those are some great suggestions. And I haven't been to most of those, so I'm definitely <laughs> going to check those out. Um, one I'm excited about, um, I'm kind of a coffee guy. Yeah. And I noticed they put a new Verve coffee in um, Manhattan Beach Village, right? Actually, Verve is downtown. Verve is downtown. It's in Metlocks. Um, oh, sorry, Metlocks. That's what it's yes, called. Yes, Metlocks. Yeah. yeah. I've only and, been to the new coffee shop once, but uh, I love the outdoor patio. Verve yep. has got amazing coffee. And I think the South Bay wasn't on the level of like, let's say, a West Hollywood or downtown LA when it comes to like um, really good coffee. So it's yes. awesome to have a spot like that there. It is. It's like a whole different breed in terms of coffee experience and coffee knowledge. I mean, I am not um, a huge coffee aficionado, but um, when they were opening, their their district manager came in and I got a, a huge lesson on, you know, all of the, the different aspects of of where it comes from, how it's roasted, all of those things. And, and they are enthusiastic about it. And so if you want a coffee lesson, definitely they are the people to, to teach you about it. It's, it's great coffee. And I agree with you. Their avocado toast is fantastic. One of my favorites, pickled onions on the top. It's really good. <laughs> yeah, it's really, really awesome spot. Um, so let's get into one of the things Manhattan Beach is most well known for, and that's like the beach lifestyle and all the activities that it has to offer. Of course, we have volleyball and surfing, um, and a lot of people come down to Manhattan Beach for that. But can you share some of the other ways active people can get, get a really good workout in Manhattan Beach? Absolutely. Um, there is, um, it's actually in my neighborhood, a couple blocks from my house, there is a natural sand dune. And it's hard to explain without seeing it, but it's almost like a wall of sand. It goes up like three stories and it's a workout um, facility. Kids can play on it too, but you have to reserve a space. It's a dollar um, and it's really just for crowd control purposes because probably about, again, like 15 years ago, it made its way into Outside Magazine as one of the best natural workouts in the nation. And then we became inundated with people yeah. from all over. We had sports teams coming in and busloads of people and it it sort of overwhelms the, the little neighborhood. So they set up a reservation system, but you, I mean, now you can always get a reservation where you go online to the city's website. It's under their parks and rec and it's a dollar to make a reservation. And it is the workout of a lifetime. And and you'll often see professional athletes and their trainers there. If you're not in shape, it is, it is very, very, very difficult. But then you'll also see people there, you know, running up and down it with weighted backpacks too. But it's, it's fun. You could, there's a little park at the bottom where if you have children, they can play in the park while you're having a good workout. There's also a set of stairs that goes up through kind of like a little nature preserve there. So you can do stairs. It's, it's a, it's a, 
about five blocks from the beach, but as different from the beach as you could really possibly get. Yeah, that's a great suggestion. I actually have done that workout before, the the sand dune one. Yeah. And uh, yeah, like you said, it's got really popular. You know, it's on Instagram and the Lakers have worked out there. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So I'm actually, at first I was a little annoyed by the reservation, but now I think it's a great idea just because, you know, once something's on Instagram, you can't have like thousands of people. Yeah. Well, and, and it was, it was inconvenient for people coming too, because it's like you wanted to, you got here and wanted to work out and then there's no parking because, you know, I think there are maybe 10 parking places. Yeah. So, you know, if you, and I think that's actually what they did was they set up the reservation system based on the number of parking spaces. And it's, so it's like a 45 minute time slot, which gives you then 15 minutes to, you know, cool down, get to your car and leave before the next set of people come. Um, And it's actually, worked out really really well you know that way you can always get a a parking spot and get in there which is nice yeah definitely uh you guys should definitely check that out it's 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 pretty awesome i mean it's kind of hard to describe but um it's just this huge sand dune it's an amazing workout but even if you just want to get a casual workout and walk up it it, it's just cool to see at least once especially if you're like into seeing unique los angeles things so definitely check out the manhattan beach sand dunes now jill i wanted to ask you about special annual events because we go to manhattan beach a couple times a year for the special events um can you share uh, some of the best annual events and festivities that go on in Manhattan Beach? Absolutely. Um, well, the one that that just happened, which is the, the biggest event we have in Manhattan Beach, is our, our fireworks show in December. And um, I'm assuming that you that's something that you know about because, in fact, I just had the follow-up um, call after the event the other day, and, and we had more than 40,000 people attend this year, and which is crazy because our town only has 35,000 residents. Wow. So... Um, you know, that that is a, a pretty crazy event, but it's absolutely amazing. And it's fun because it's right over the pier and it's a mass fireworks show. And and it, it came about because Manhattan Beach didn't have a 4th of July fireworks show because both El Segundo on one end has one and Redondo has one on the other end uh, over the water. And it just didn't make sense to have a third one kind of in the middle. And so someone in, in their infinite wisdom suggested doing it at the holidays. And it has just been a huge success. It's such a family friendly event. Um, all of the, the shops and restaurants stay open. You can watch from the street. The streets are all closed. You can bring chairs and, and, you know, our blankets and set up in the streets to watch. We have thousands of people out on the beach that watch from the beach. It's just a a really fun event. And um, Skechers sponsors a lot of the entertainment for the kids that one of the parking lots close to the pier has um, a snow park where they build, uh, you know, snow hills where kids can sled and there's a, a bounce park. It's with a lot of, you know, inflatables where there's slides and things like that. It's just a, a really fun, fun family event. Um, so that's that's definitely a favorite. Yeah, that, that's an awesome one. I think you guys have done a really good job of kind of taking over the holidays for a beach town in L.A. because... <laughs> I mean, even just looking at the pier, I'm, I'm sure people have seen those pictures on Instagram. It's all decorated with Christmas lights. Yeah. And it just looks beautiful just to go down there and walk on the pier. And then you throw in that incredible fireworks show. And yeah, I think you guys really put your stamp on the holidays in LA for a beach town. 
All right. Thanks for saying that. We, you know, that's what we like to hear. Yeah. <laughs> so an, another one that is, is really fun and unique are um, the pumpkin races. And that happens, it's usually the Sunday before Halloween. And it is on that last block on Manhattan Beach Boulevard, right before the pier. So it's a pretty steep hill. And what happens is there's a, a kit that you can purchase or you can make one your own that basically has two axles and four whirl of eight wheels, two for each axle. And you put them through a pumpkin and then you decorate your pumpkin, you know, however you want to. And there are heats of races and you start at the top of the hill and you let go of your pumpkin and it goes down the hill and it is absolutely hilarious to watch. The costumes or the decorations that people put on are fun. The lengths that people go to, to make them aerodynamic, to go fast are great. We have teams that, so like every city council member makes one and they go as a heat and, you know, certain businesses all do one. It's, it's really, really a fun event and, and just great entertainment. Then Parks and Rec for the city sets up a whole parking lot full of, of like arts and crafts activities. Um, we, as the, the DBPA, own the farmer's market downtown. And so we bring in our kettle corn maker and, you know, provide kettle corn to the kids. It's just one of those great family events where everyone has a good time. And it's it's a, a, like an all-day event. You can hang out all day and or, or as short as you want. You know, if you want to come and just race your pumpkin, you can. Or you can come and stay for the whole day and entertain yourself for sure. That sounds like so much fun. And it's one of the reasons why I love doing this podcast, because I thought I knew everything. You Just when you think you know everything to do in LA, because I post every day. Uh-huh. I mean, I've never even heard of that. <laughs> and I, it's just so it, that's funny because that's what I, I really was trying to think of one that people might not have heard of. And it's it really is unique to Manhattan Beach. Um, the The guys who started it, like... 20 years ago, started it in their neighborhood um, over on the walk streets. And it just became so big that the city took it over and now has it as a citywide event. And, and since people have moved from um, Manhattan Beach, other places, they now submit photos and things that they've started one in towns where they live now because it was such a fun event. So I'm glad that, you know, we can get that information out there because it really is something fun to see. Yeah, that's, that's, that sounds like an awesome one. I can't wait to take my son there next year. Um, now I want to get into like a special little hack cause I try to find, you just dropped one, but I try to find <laughs> little things that most people outside of the area don't know about. And I think one that's really cool that I, most people don't know about, like when I post about it, um, people usually respond. Um, and that's the free meter parking that you have downtown, um, uh, during the holidays. Uh, it just passed, but can you explain what that is? And also, do you have any uh, special hacks or tips for people visiting Manhattan beach? Maybe the best time to go, best place to park, little known spots, et cetera? Yeah, that's that's a great question. Um, the free parking meters actually is, it's sponsored by our uh, the city of Manhattan Beach and they do it for four weeks during the holidays. And it's not just downtown, it's throughout the entire city of Manhattan Beach. So, Oh, I thought any, it was just downtown. No, anywhere that there, I mean, the bulk of the metered parking is downtown, um, but it is everywhere in Manhattan Beach that there is a parking lot. The only exception to that are, there are a couple of state-owned parking lots that are close to the beach that are in Manhattan Beach and the state gets the revenue for that. The city can't gift those, <laughs> but it's, it's you know, it's honestly considered a gift from the city of Manhattan Beach. And it really helps um, the 
smaller businesses in town compete with the big box stores at the holidays because when you can you know it's easy and convenient to go to target or best buy or any of those places and get a free parking space it was really meant um, as a gift from the city to our residents to say hey let's make it easy for you to park at our small businesses too so that we can support them as well so that's how that came to be and it, it really is it's definitely a beloved tradition in town everyone it's like we do it and on our um instagram feed we do a countdown of when it's when it's going to happen because it's something that everyone loves so much yeah it's definitely nice i mean it makes me want when i remember it, it makes me want to go to manhattan beach even more <laughs> i know i know, I know. It, it really is nice um and parking is always uh, is always one of the most difficult, most challenging things in Manhattan Beach. Um, but there is, in terms of finding parking on a weekend, I, one hack that I will give you is that we started something new during COVID, which has worked out tremendously well. Uh, the city hall has an underground parking lot that it was typically only available. It's a gated lot. It was only available to employees. But we started opening it up after 5 p.m. or on the weekends for public parking. And it's not so well known by everyone at this point. And so it's a good kind of secret spot until it gets, you know, to be really well known. It's a good place that if you can't find parking, it's on the... Let's see, it's just behind Metlock. So it's between 13th Street and 15th Street. And you can access it from either side, from 13th or 15th. And it's between Highland and Valley Drive. So it's right under where the city hall is and right under where the police fire station are. There's an underground parking lot there that's not very well known. So that can be your secret spot when you come to town now. Oh, that's awesome, Jill. And the good news is I'm not publishing this interview for at least two weeks. So for the next two weeks, I love I'm it. the only one who knows. <laughs> good, good. <laughs> All right. But once we do, the secret will be out. That's right. That's um, right. Okay. Those were awesome, Jill. Um, let's get into my final question. And that is, can you take us through your perfect day in Manhattan Beach? Let's imagine you were spending the whole day there, but you're not working from waking up to going to bed. What would you do and where would you go to make it your dream day in downtown Manhattan Beach? Well, the first thing I would do is I would go for a walk on the Strand because there's just nothing to remind you about how fortunate you are to live here except to, you know, walk along the beach and, and think, you know, people spend money to come here and be on vacation and I can just do this any day. And it, it never ceases to amaze me that we just get to do that. Mm. It's, it's so special. And so um, we love to do that. Breakfast in, in downtown is amazing. One of my favorite brunch spots is um, MB Post. They have an amazing brunch and an amazing breakfast cocktail um, menu as well. And um, so my husband and I love to love to go there or meet people there and then, you know, walking home. But the other thing that we really love is, is going for bike rides. And one of the, the greatest things that happened to our family uh, during COVID was mom and dad got electric bikes. And um, so we go a lot more often now because 
It, we only live five blocks from the beach, but we live up over the, the sand dune. We live on the other side. And so getting our bikes to the strand was, uh, you know, and home was always like, oh, it just seemed like such an insurmountable task. Um, and so we use our motors to go up and over the hill. And once we do, we can turn right and head towards Playa Vista, Playa, Playa del Rey, um, or um, or go left and head towards Redondo. And we, we love to do that with friends or with family. That's one of our favorite things to do too. There are so many places to stop along the way where you can grab a bike, grab a drink, um, just walk around and see the beach from a different perspective. Um, the Redondo Harbor is, is really pretty. And so you can walk around and see all the, the great boats. And it's, again, another way to remind yourself that you live in kind of a little slice of paradise here. So I would say that our dream day is just about appreciating what we have. So, you know, really spending time at local places, but appreciating the ocean and the view and I guess taking it all in, taking it all in. And I, I don't, I really don't know what to say except to show gratitude for the fact that we do get to see it every single day and, and know that that's a fortunate thing. Yeah, that's actually very well said. And something I've been focusing on um, recently, especially when COVID hit, is just like appreciating what a beautiful place we live in. Like you said, a lot of people have to get on a plane to see what we can see every day. And then also, um, you mentioned bike riding in Manhattan Beach. Uh, definitely one of the best places in California to go bike riding is in Manhattan Beach. So definitely encourage people to do that. Now, Jill, thank you so much for sharing all your secrets for Manhattan Beach. But where is the best place for people to go who want to follow you or learn more about downtown Manhattan Beach? Well, downtown Manhattan Beach is the stretch of words that you need. And that's a lot to type, but it is on Instagram. It's on Facebook and it is our website. So just string together downtown Manhattan Beach and you will find us on pretty much every social media platform and the internet. Yeah, definitely follow them on Instagram, guys. I'll put the link in the show notes. But, um, you know, you get so many secrets of Manhattan Beach, one of the best places in Los Angeles. Thank you so much for coming on, Jill. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. And I hope you have a wonderful weekend and get to enjoy um, some of what our lovely neighborhoods have to offer. I'll be down in Manhattan Beach. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Okay. Welcome back, guys. And thanks again to Jill Lampkin, the executive director of the Manhattan Beach Downtown Business and Professional Association. She shared so many awesome hacks about downtown Manhattan Beach with us. If you love that area as well, I highly recommend you follow their official feed on Instagram at Downtown Manhattan Beach or go to their website, downtownmanhattanbeach.com to keep up to date on all the awesome things happening in that beautiful city. Okay, on to my special hack. So Jill mentioned some awesome restaurants, but for my brunch lovers, I got a really good one for you. If you love brunch by the ocean, I want you to go see good old Uncle Bill. That's Uncle Bill's Pancake House. It's a downtown Manhattan Beach classic that's been there for over 50 years. I just went again recently and it was as good as I remember. The food is great, the place is cozy, but best of all, they're kind of elevated and just a few blocks from the ocean. So if you eat out there on the outdoor patio, you're enjoying your brunch with spectacular water views of Manhattan Beach. Brunch does not get any better than that. 
I do have to warn you, this place is loved by locals and visitors alike, so you might have a long wait ahead of you if you go on the busiest time, busiest brunch times on the weekends. But hey, even if you have to wait, you are going to do it with an unbeatable view in an awesome environment. All right, guys, thanks again for joining us on this episode, and we will talk to you again soon.